Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. We are the Satellite Sisters. I'm Liz Dolan in Santa Monica, California, joined by my sister, Julie Dolan, in Dallas, Texas. Hey, Jewel, how's it going in Big D today? Hey, Liz, happy 2024. Guess what? We're having the big freeze come to Dallas. So you know what that means? That means hoarding, Liz, okay? It started. The, it's still 40 degrees, but people are loading up their grocery carts and they're getting off the street. Oh my God. What do you hoard? Do you have a particular? Anything, anything, Liz. <laughs> Just get anything you can. Okay. All right. Well, Leanne is not with us today because she kicked off the new year with COVID, sadly. Uh, we have been getting occasional texts from her in bed, including this one, which made me laugh. I thought I was in a fever dream watching Saltburn last night, but it was just the movie. Oh, poor Leanne. Okay. We understand she's feeling a little better this morning, but take care. Rest up. Yeah, take rest up. So today is our first show of 2024, and it's the first in a series of Satellite Sisters remix episodes. These are shows in our vault that have never been published online before. So we decided we would start with what was our first show of 2006. Wow. Julie, there is some good stuff in this one, including... Leon live from the Rose Parade in the pouring rain. She sounds like she's on Mars, Liz. Talk about action reporter. I mean, it's incredible. It's pouring rain, but she's reporting on the flowers, the bands. The whole thing is happening. It is really a high energy show, Liz. <laughs> it totally is. Wow. Uh starting the year with a bang. And you know, Jewel, this was also an era in Satellite Sisters history when you were living in Moscow, Russia. So you did the show. People forget you did our radio show from a closet in your apartment in Moscow, Russia. Right. With all kinds of people, I'm sure, listening to the show as well. <laughs> Lots of bugs in my apartment. Uh -huh. I'm not talking about insects, but I do think in this show, Liz, this may be my first ever international news roundup. And I'm telling you, some of the facts that I come up with, well, they're still relevant today. So you want to no. give it a listen. <laughs> you do. This is what we called your signature segment. We all had signature segments. This one was yours. Uh, also in the episode, Sheila launches Smoothie Monday and gives us a report of her vacation. She had just gotten back from vacationing in New York City during a transit strike. I share my goals for the year. Spoiler alert, they did not work. 
But it was something about aging gracefully, Liz. And you were so young when you were talking about it, right? (laughs) Still a good goal. Still a good goal. And we are joined by Randy Wesson from the Jet Propulsion Lab there in Pasadena, California. He's a really fun guy who talks to us about the Mars rovers, Spirit and Opportunity. We loved those little rovers. And also he makes predictions for space travel in the future. It's fascinating to listen to his predictions, knowing what we know 20 years later. Remember, we have more than 850 episodes you can listen to whenever you want, Satellite Sisters, on every podcast app and also on our website, SatelliteSisters.com. At the end of the episode, we have all the ways to stay in touch with us. So Liz, have a good week. You too. Feel, Feel better, Lan. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. This is Sheila. I did buy a blender for the new year. (laughs) Though you will hear the blender going. That's because we're blending up a smoothie. And we have a special toast. We do. Mystery toast today. So we're going to come. A mystery toast. Yes, that's (laughs) right. Also, we're going to find out in this hour what's going on at NASA. So much is going on. You forget. Those Mars rovers are still up there. They are going and going and going. And every once in a while, we see an item in the paper about spirit and opportunity and how they're still just roving all over that darn planet. So Randy Wesson is here from the Jet Propulsion Lab. It's right down the road here in Pasadena, California. So what what else is going on on Mars. They got stuff going on on Saturn. They have a mission leaving for Pluto. And so we <laughs> no, are going. Oh, thank you. All righty. <laughs> also on the show, Julie's International Lightning Round. That's right. She is in Steamboat Springs today, but she covers the world, right, Julie? That's right, Sheila. Normally I'm in Moscow, Russia. I lived abroad for now over eight years, and I've learned a lot of things about the international scene that I am going to share with you in the lightning fast uh, <laughs> method later in the show. But First, you know, we are a big parade family. We we love to be on location. And right now, you can hear the music in the background. This is our little little sister, Leanne, at the Tournament of Roses Parade. Leanne, are you all right? I am so well. That is the Canadian drum and bagpipe chord that just went by. You guys, I knew I was in trouble on my way to the parade route when I saw that the L.A. Fire Department had the Swift Water Rescue Team standing by. It is so wet and so rainy, but people are here and the bands are here and the floods are going. And that kind of sounds like you're underwater, but we we love it that you're sticking you're sticking with it, Leon. Leon, I know you said this is Liz. I know you said you were going to go to the Rose Parade, come hell or high water. But did you really think you'd get the high water when you made that pledge? I, I can't even tell you how wet it is. And I am under an awning at the Gap, under an umbrella, and I'm still soaking wet. <laughs> oh, Leon. So are, are your kids there, or did they bail on you already? The whole rest of my family bailed. The cousins bailed. Everybody bailed. But I am dear. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you be watching it on TV with some bagels and coffee if you could? Oh, yeah, we yeah. have it on TV here in the studio. And as we're a enjoying it very much, and we're going to have our smoothies in just a minute. We're sorry Leanne. you're so wet. Leanne, how do the flowers on the float look uh, with all the rain? They must be kind of freshened up. Yeah, no, most of them are making it through okay. Some of the roses have turned a little brown, so that's too bad. But the, the float was fine. It's these adorable high school bands that oh. have spent years, you know, practicing. They're chosen three or four years in advance. They raise hundreds of thousands of dollars to come here. And I'm only a mile into the parade route. 
and I'd be crying if I were the flag girls. They're not even wearing ponchos or anything. Oh. Really? No. But how can you girl. play the trumpet in the rain? Don't you get, like, water <laughs> in the trumpet? Things are sounding a little waterlogged. And uh, the rose court looks beautiful. They went by. They're covered with... Um, very, very fashionable see-through plastic bubble umbrellas, and they had ponchos on over their beautiful dresses. Uh, Sandra Day O'Connor is the Grand Marshal this year. Oh, so right. She, yeah, so she went by in a covered car, uh, and she was on the other side of the car, so I, I only saw the back of her head, but um, it was really worth it. <laughs> now, one of the big Pasadena traditions, Leanne, is people camping out the night before, and there are also a lot of rules there that you're not allowed to just, like, rope off some chairs and then go home and sleep in your own bed. You have to actually sleep on your piece of real estate. Did people really do that last night? Yeah. They, they, and the whole front row was taken. You're not also, Liz, you're also not allowed to set up tents. So people have just been sleeping under some blue tarps that they fashioned or giant umbrellas, and they have their chairs. But seriously, that's what um, the storm drains are all getting um, totally clogged up with all the garbage. So there might need to be some swift water rescue. <laughs> like right now, there is such a dramatic wind gust that the um, oh, I saw Donald Duck's umbrella just turn inside out. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound dramatic. Are you going to stick it out for the whole parade? No way. Uh, as soon as I hang up, I'm heading home. <laughs> I've been here an hour and a half. I think it's almost dead, but I but I am only a mile into the parade route. These poor bands have to walk another four and a half miles Ooh. in this stuff. So... My hats are off to them. I think I know who our satellite sisters of the week are. They're those poor flat girls with no Gore-Tex. <laughs> so what is your favorite float that's gone by yet? Uh, a, a beautiful float of polar bears just went by. The theme is it's magical. Uh-huh. So there was a spectacular dinosaur float that went by, and the dinosaur skins were all made of like Brussels sprouts and oranges and pomegranates that were dried. They were that was spectacular. <laughs> but they're wet uh, Leanne, now. They're, no, Leanne, they were dried, but now they're wet. <laughs> Leanne, this is Leanne. This is Julie. Uh, one of the things about going to the Rose Bowl parade is it smells so beautiful in past years because of all the flowers and the vegetables. Are you getting any scent today? <laughs> no, I'm getting a stench, Julie. Not not really a smell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to be laughing, but nothing is smelling good right now. It's just the dampest, wettest group of human beings you've ever seen. And just trying to be supportive of those poor bands out there working their little heart out. But um, the, uh, and also a float. You know what float I love is always the um, the one. It's the city of St. Louis sense of float that's pulled by the Clydesdales. Oh, so that's very dramatic, and that was an excellent float. See, I think the Clydesdales can handle this weather. It's yeah, the, they're then, better suited for it than people. The Marine Corps band, they look solid. They were not blinking an eye in the rain. But, again, it's these little high school girls from, you know, Honolulu that are out there. <laughs> My gosh, I feel for them. <laughs> now, you're a longtime Pasadena, Leanne. You've lived in Pasadena how many years? Uh, I've lived here 13 years. Today is my 13th anniversary, as a matter of fact. Oh, that's, that's right. right. Happy anniversary. I was just going to say that. People don't realize that Leanne is such a parade fan that she scheduled her wedding in Pasadena on Rose Bowl weekend, and part of the wedding festivities included all of us going to the parade together on January 1st that year. And I look, remember. It has not rained on this parade in 51 years. Oh. And the good people of Pasadena who put on the Tournament of Roses parade believe that it's because they've made a pact with the powers that be, that if they do not hold the parade on Sunday, <laughs> the powers that be will make it a sunny day when they hold it. So that's why the parade this year is on the 2nd. 
51 years it has not rained on this parade. That's and the last time it rained on this parade, Earl Warren was the Grand Marshal, the only other Supreme Court justice. So that's so weird, isn't it? Have you been like reading fact sheets while you're sitting there under your tarp? This is excellent. <laughs> I mean, I'm auditioning for that Stephanie Edwards gig. She's the uh, local in West Virginia for 40 years. Oh, here's the, uh, oh, the girls' high school marching band from Fukujawa, Japan. Here they come, all girls marching high school band. Oh, that music sounds good. Maybe we should go out with a little bit of that music. Excellent. I'll turn myself on to the band. Have a great day, girls. All right, Leanne. Okay, thanks, High Leanne. and dry, Leanne. But also- first, first, we're kicking off two things here. It's our first ever Smoothie Monday. Smoothie right? Monday, Liz. Smoothie of the week this here at Satellite Sisters. I'm in charge of the blender. I buy the ingredients. And Liz, we have very special ingredients this week that come from the, your Yes, your I vacation. have my tale to tell of my holidays. But first, this smoothie is dedicated. This is a toast. Are you going to smooth it up a little bit? Go yes, ahead. here we Give go. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. Okay. I'm just blending. It doesn't sound as dramatic it's, as it looks. It's a no, wonderful it mixture of mango, <laughs> banana. Uh, we have wheat germ. We have soy. Oh. We have a lot of good things happening here. So we are we are now toasting. <laughs> I'm going to turn it on high, Liz. Oh. <laughs> that sounds good. And it sounds like the rover taking <laughs> taking off, or like this is a very special toast, though, Julie. Oh. Just a little more blending, Liz. Sorry about that. There we go. We are thrilled to be part of the family at FM 107 in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So we are toasting you, all of you at FM 107 and in Minneapolis, with a special smoothie. This recipe, Sheila has altered it slightly, (laughs) was supplied to us by the fine people at Rancho La Puerta in Tecate, Mexico. And I got this recipe because I spent some of my holiday there, sisters. Yes, Liz, and you have come back with a whole new attitude, I've noticed. Have you noticed? Yes. First of all, Julie, you wouldn't believe it. Liz strolled into the office this morning and announced very nonchalantly, none of my papers came this morning. And can can you imagine Liz without the New York Times, <laughs> LA Times, Wall Street Journal, and all the six other newspapers I that had she got? She is a media junkie. She is able to consume more media mm-hmm. uh, faster than anyone I know. So, And she was strolling? She was strolling and she didn't care. I didn't care. And, and here's why. Because I have learned there are more mm. important things in life. It's all about embracing the aging process, being healthy. Are we going to get this recipe the, for this smoothie? Okay, we will post it on our website at SatelliteSisters.com, the Rancho La Puerta recipe, but Sheila altered it, of course, because coming to work at 5.30 in the morning, you couldn't find several of the ingredients. I couldn't find flaxseed oil. I mean, come on, people, at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> and I, I actually forgot, was it berry or citrus juice that I needed? I ordered this. Uh-huh. I got the citrus oh. instead. But I think it blends very well. And most importantly, soy, I guess, is very big at Rancho La Puerta. Mm-hmm. Soy products. So Okay, I do... let me say the one big lesson I learned. What is it, Liz? I know you've also noticed this is my more relaxed attitude. Your, your face is glowing, It's Liz. about embracing enjoyment <laughs> in life, just enjoying every little thing. But this spa was founded by a woman named Deborah Zeke. She's now in her 80s. She was there. She looks fantastic. She is beating people up and down the hill in those morning hikes, people. So oh. whatever she is doing, I want to do. So she spoke to us one night. And she said, you know, there's just one thing I want to ask you. Just embrace the idea that you are going to live to be 80 or 90. Oh. And if you really embrace that idea. <laughs> so depressing. 
I'm only kidding. It no, it is. was it was very inspirational because her point was if you really embrace the idea, then you start to do the things you need to do to be a well eighty or a well ninety. Because if you try to imagine what it would be like to be an unwell eighty, that would be bad. Right. And to know you had another ten years to live or fifteen years to live. So she has just embraced this whole idea of, you know, moving your body because it feels good and that's what your body was designed to do. Fueling it with healthy foods. Fueling it. You know, none of these ideas are really... Not stuffing it. Not stuffing it, right. (laughs) Fueling versus stuffing. That would be correct. And Sheila, I know what a Cheeto lover you are. Yes, I love my snacks. Frequently on the cozy couch. Can you have snacks at Rancho? Yes, yes. But probably not the Cheetos. I did not see any Cheetos growing in the organic garden at Rancho La Puerta. Anyway, so we are now instituting Smoothie Monday. Monday. This I'm is enjoying the this. first and a toast to the a family toast. at FM 107. Yes, that's we right. are happy to join you. Hey, coming up, we're going to Mars. Then we're going to Saturn. Then we're going to Pluto. <laughs> yes, we are. Sheila, as you know, the most complicated piece of equipment we ever try to operate here at Satellite Sisters is the blender you just made the smoothies in. But and, the- and I'm still getting the hang of that, yeah, which is really, are. really kind of sad. But I will get it by next Monday. I will have it down. But thank goodness there are people out there with much more advanced skills than ourselves. <laughs> and there's a whole enclave of such people not far from us in Pasadena, California. That's the home of Caltech's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Randy Wesson is with us. He is a program system engineer at JPL. We wanted to get all caught up on what we can look forward to do to in 2006 with things going on in the space program. It's just, it amazes me, Randy, every time I open the, the paper or turn on the news and I see more stuff about those little Mars rovers. They are still up there. They are just going and going and going, aren't they? Oh, they're, they're way past their warranty. <laughs> so they landed, Spirit landed on January 3rd, 2004. Opportunity landed January 24th, 2004. How long was their warranty? How long did you uh, expect them to go for? The warranty was, was 90 Martian days, which we call SOL. So we've blown that out of the water. Is a Martian day like a dog year? Well, it's a li- <laughs> the Martian day gets to be pretty nutsy because an Earth day is 23 hours, 59 minutes. Yeah. We kind of call it 24. But a Martian really, day... Really? An Earth Day isn't really 24 hours? <laughs> nah, it's a I'm li- already learning something, it's Randy. It's a scooch Shot. off, okay? <laughs> uh, a Martian day is 24 hours, 37 minutes. Oh. It's about 40 minutes different. And you go, come on, Randy, what's the big deal? 40 minutes. Yeah, what is the big deal? Well, the rovers are solar powered, which means when the sun's up, your rover better be up. And when the sun's down, your rover better be sleeping. Uh-huh. Well, I'm lost think, already. Well, think <laughs> about what this attention. means. I'm thinking, Randy. I'm the, trying. The first day you come to work, you know, you land, you know, January 3rd. You start at 8 in the morning. You know, you're done. Next day, you come in at 840. Oh. Next day, 920. Mm. Next day, 10. Oh, so so that- walks by 40 minutes every day. So that's the way the schedule for the people at JPL. And the ops guys, you got it. So they had a Mars watch and they had an Earth watch, and they just kind of had to live on Mars time. And that is cool. That is cool. Forty minutes is a big deal, but man, you go nuts after like two years of doing this, just walking, just forty minutes every day. Uh So what? What have Spirit and Rover managed to do beyond what the initial plan was? Given that they're now going and going for two full years. Well, I have to back up a little bit what we were trying to do at Mars. Uh, when we went there in 1976 with the Viking landers, uh-huh. we were looking for life. You know, we were looking for frogs and cows and that kind of stuff. And the, and? the, the Vikings found nothing, nada. I'm assuming we would have heard if you found we something. We would have heard, yes. yeah, big time. That, that's not a secret. Our funding would have gone through the ceiling, okay? Um, so what happened next is we said, okay, rather than going for the home run shot, let's just try to get a single. 
let's look for water because we believe you need water to, to search mm-hmm. for life. Water or smoothies. That would be, yeah. <laughs> well, we do have blenders in the control room. No, okay, anyway. Okay, um, so that was the, that that was, was the that goal. That was the approach. For... Look for water. Uh-huh. And we picked two completely different sites. Uh, Spirit, which went down into the, the Goose of Crater, that one really looked like it was a pond at one point. It got a little channel coming out of it. It looked like it was a lake. Mm-hmm. There's no water in there now, but it had all the, it looked, it looked like a lake. So based on the geology, we went there because it looked like a lake. Opportunity went out into the plains on the other side of the planet called Meridiani, and that one we saw from space by looking at the composition of the rocks in an iron oxide, which you can – well, one of the main ways you make iron oxides is in liquid water. Oh, so that also like rust? Yeah. Big figure of your Brillo pads, all right? <laughs> Again, oh. trying to bring it down to our oh, level okay. here. Liz, we saw good. We saw rust out there on Meridiani, all right? Okay, so we're sitting there going like, wow, we'll go one for composition and one for structure, and we'll see which one actually finds water. Uh-huh. And have they? They have. This is so great. This so, is what I love about this story. It worked. <laughs> oh, boy. Big time. <laughs> um, it worked. But now the issue is how extensive was this body of water and how long did it last? Uh-huh. And the story that we're kind of coming up with is that maybe in the first maybe billion years of Mars life, it was wet. And then for the next, you know, three billion years, it's been bone really? dry. Wow. Hmm. Now, one of the really cool things that you can think about is if you take Earth as a model, yeah. if you think of all the life forms that you know about, so in the atmosphere you take birds, bugs, bees, and from the land you take grass and cows and trees and that stuff, and from the ocean, plankton and fishies and coral and guys, and you put all that life mass on one scale, but on the other scale you put what are called the lithotrophs, the rock lovers, the guys that live inside the bedrock, the single cells. See, I think Julie's husband is a lithotroph, isn't he, 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 Julie? He, he, yes, he's sort of a closet lithotroph. <laughs> he's, he's actually a geologist, Randy. He doesn't like so. bright lights either, but right? But we, <laughs> never, we never know where he is or who, where he's hiding. But he has a collection of rocks. So anyway, <laughs> yes. sorry, we interrupt. But, but so. the cool part is is the lithotrophs would weigh more. There's more life energy on this planet with lithotrophs and rock lovers than everything else combined. Really? So maybe there's no life on the surface of Mars, but if it was wet, could you have made your first cells and could they actually be underground? So, wow. So you'll be <laughs> drilling down. <laughs> uh, okay. Let me reintroduce okay. this freak we have in the studio. <laughs> Randy no, West. he's a geek. He's no, not he's a, a freak. Okay, you're right. That's a very important that's distinction. That's a dweeb or a nerd. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Randy Wesson is a program <laughs> system engineer at Jet Propulsion Lab at Caltech, and he's been there for 21 years. So. You've really, wild. You've been at this a long time. No, oh, I started on Voyager and Galileo and Cassini. Oh, really? And Does it amaze Odyssey? you how much you've managed? I'm mean, not just you personally, Randy, but that the space program and these crafts going to Mars have learned so much in our lifetime. It, it's pretty amazing. We've rewritten the books a number of times, and, uh-huh. and every time we go to a new place, you know, we, you know, especially working the lab, you're the first human beings to see this stuff. It's like. How cool is that? I'm yeah. Like, like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Do you wake up in the morning and wonder if spirit and opportunity are going to wake up today too? Well, I mean, they're way, are, they're way past the warranty, as I said. They're starting to get signs of old age. You know, I heard one of them had a broken arm. Well, it's it's got two gears for you know elevation and azimuth, and it's azimuth one seems to have a little bit of a broken wire, so it's a little bit flaky. So now you want to. So that would be like our sister Sheila. <laughs> it's, it's arthritis. There you go. It's, yeah, it's just to get an orthopedic surgeon in there. <laughs> a little and, heating um, pack, right? right. Yeah. Sheila had bunion surgery, <laughs> so she can relate. Really. Our, our rovers haven't had bunions. No bunions. <laughs> there's one last mission I wanted to ask about because there's a launch date coming up for New Horizons. It's going to Pluto. We want to go to Pluto. We need to see what it is. Sure. Is it a planet or is it a Kuiper Belt object? We don't. So how long? How long does it take to get to Pluto? 
uh, as the crow flies, if we get the good way, we can do it in nine years. Otherwise, it gets, you know. Everything 13, takes years. so much time. I think that's what's so well, fascinating. Well, we need warp travel, you know? Come on. <laughs> so fascinating about the work you do at JPL is that things do take a really long time. It's a labor of love kind of thing. Well, Thank you so much for joining us. Randy Weston is a program system engineer at the Jet Propulsion Lab in Pasadena, California. We so are the smart. Satellite Sister. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) In their skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the Mega Moisture Duo, yes. you can you can literally see your skin get firmer, and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz, a youthful yeah. glow is going to happen, <laughs> and it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria Seaweed, so it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, you I like did. to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing. 
based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but FrameBridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's FrameBridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge. First, Sheila, your holiday report, speaking of cultural understanding, you I mean, oh. you spent most of your adult life living in New York City, and you went back to visit your daughter there over the holidays. I How did. I decided it? to go to New York for Christmas, and wow, what a time to go. Right in the middle of a transit strike. Wow, Ooh. good choice. Yeah. Sheila, I thought of you. I, I didn't call you, of course, but I thought of you. I just want you to know that. <laughs> I know. Everyone was thinking of me. And you know what? You know what I have to say? It wasn't that bad. Do you know why? New Yorkers are so resilient. They are such survivors. I mean, look what they've been through. They persevere. They just, they move on. And what happened during the transit strike is there were absolutely no subways or buses going anywhere in New York. So you either had to walk or you had to get into a cab with at least three other New Yorkers. So what you do is you'd stand on the street. Now, I wasn't walking the 40 blocks from my hotel downtown to see my daughter every day. There's no <laughs> way I was doing that because I live in... It was in, cold. Too, well, first of all, I live in L.A. and I don't walk anymore, okay? <laughs> so I wasn't used to walking. Yeah, your old New Yorker self would have easily walked 40 blocks. Absolutely, I would have charged down. But A, it was cold, Julie, you're right. And B, I'm just, I'm just lazy now. And so <laughs> what I did was I went into the Wild West, I called it. I stood on 6th Avenue and I just started hailing cabs. And so you'd find yourself in these cabs with three strangers and everybody's got a different place to go. The cabbie's sort of negotiating sort of a made-up price for everybody. If you're going down, you know, certain zones, $10, $20, $15, I didn't care. It was fun. I actually, I actually... Well, you weren't going to work, though. Imagine what a hassle it would be if you had a job to get Okay, to. well, this is the thing. I got in a cab one day with a woman who owned, I could tell she, she was a designer of some kind, and she was having a full-blown panic attack in the back of the cab. Oh. And oh, if no. you can imagine me talking her down, I'm usually... Well, a, you've been there. I'm you, usually, you're, you're good at those full-blown panic I'm attacks, usually Sheila. in a state of panic. So I turned to her. I said, okay, just breathe. Breathe. I said, let's open the windows. And I talked her down very, and she said, are you from London? You're so genteel. I said, no, I'm from L.A., man, and I'm on vacation. Everything's cool, right? So I talked her down. I felt very good about that. Nice work, Sheila. And when I, and when I got out of the cab... The cabbie said, you are a very, very nice person. Wow. <laughs> and I was, you know. I, Can I just say that, like, your former New York self, they might not have said that about? Right. So the other thing um, the other thing we did, of course, New York is great for food, food and restaurants. Uh-huh. And you can get anything. But they have great food and restaurants in other cities, Sheila. What's they, so special about New York? What's so special about New York is you can go, it, you can be right on the street and walk into a falafel place and get the most delicious. It's always going to taste the same. You know how it's going to taste with the hummus dressing and the little cucumbers. It's just always consistent. It's always good. The pizza, the best in the world. Come on. Yeah, you're not the haute cuisine kind of person. You're talking the falafel pizza street food. Well, you know I have uh, sugar, blood sugar issues. 
so I need something quick. And then the pretzels on the street, of course, very good. But also, if you go into a three- or four-star restaurant or a decent restaurant, it's a totally different experience. You don't have, like, a laissez-faire waiter walking over. you get got seven waiters surrounding the table. They're professionals. They're just... Yeah, Sheila, because I've seen you in a restaurant, and you're, you've got, like, a, a quick trigger there okay, in terms okay, of that, your that, ability to wait once you've ordered to wait for that food to arrive. Okay, that is going to be one of my New Year's resolutions. Oh, That's really? coming up, yes, in this hour, okay? And I'm going to save that. I do need to learn how to be more patient in restaurants. I saw all of my old friends, spent time with my daughter, of course. We just shopped. We went no, out. It was, just, it was your daughter's 23rd birthday 23rd this week. birthday, and you know what? So funny. I mean, you know how she dresses in vintage clothes. She looks... Like a real, like a New York kid. She a, grew up in New York. She moved New back York to New York. Kid. Well, uh, you'd be very happy to hear we were browsing in Banana Republic, not her type of store. And guess what? My daughter bought a real coat at Banana Republic. Wow. <laughs> That's right. I just I, what does I, that mean? That's such a turning point. It Sheila. is, and she she got in the little camel hair coat on sale for one hundred and thirty dollars. Thank you very much. And she looked at me. She said, "Mom, I'm a lady now." Oh, and it's just so cute. That is cute, and she is. I mean, and she's in her first real job after college, so that's right. She she's, has to have some real clothes. That's right, and uh, so that's what you know. Mothers are there for. And finally, you know, I walked more in four days than I have in four years, mm-hmm. and and that's pretty sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's the state of things. I mean, in New York, you walk everywhere, and um, you know, especially I, during a <laughs> transit strike. Now, now, <laughs> Sheila, since you've been back in L.A., you live in walking distance of some very nice shops and stores. Are you walking to any I of was, those? I've been in my car everywhere, Julie. <laughs> it is so pathetic. I even went to drove my car to Vons right across the street. Yeah, that's half a block <laughs> from your apartment. I, you I know, know, you're within walking distance of the Pacific Ocean. Do you ever walk there? No, I drive there. Oh, <laughs> oh boy, but I had a good time. That's good. And, um, you know, I love L.A. This is my home, but there's nothing like New York. I know, it is There's great. absolutely nothing like New York. Are you ready for this? Well, you know, it has occurred to me. I'm the sister that lives in Moscow, Russia, and I have lived abroad for nearly 10, almost nine years now, and that I've come to a certain appreciation of the international scene that I wanted to share with you and with all of our listeners. And, and one of the things that I've learned since I've been abroad is the world is not getting smaller. I think it's just getting a little stranger. Really? Because we're told it's getting smaller, Julie, and that's just not true? No, no, I don't think, Liz, really, honestly, the longer that I'm on the international scene, that, and you know, I've done a lot of living and traveling abroad. I've been, I've lived in lots of different regions of the world. I find that it is a giant mistake to think that we are all alike. Uh. As much as I love It's a Small World at Disney, at Disneyland, I really don't think it's such a small world. I think it's, I really think it's a big world. Right. And that they're very, it's very different. And what we need to do is to find out and to look at how different we are. And how, how to appreciate those differences. This is Sheila. I was a first grade teacher and I always, you know, my social <laughs> studies, social studies is not about how we're all alike. It's how we're all different, but we learn to appreciate those See, differences. That's, 
Oh, and you had your first grade teacher voice on, Sheila. I like that very much. That's very nice. So, but here's the thing. I know we all have a short attention span. Yes. So we can't spend a big time doing a socioeconomic, cross-cultural um, dissertation on the air. Right. So what we're doing is the Satellite Sister International Lightning Round. All right. And what we're going to do go. is we're going to visit countries quickly, and you're going to find out stories, observations, and believe it or not, facts about those countries. Okay, first Julie, country. Julie, wow, this is exciting. Okay, go ahead. Australia. Australia, yes. Did you know that Australians host barbecues at polling stations on general election days? Okay, just another reason to love Australia and Australians. Very good fact, Julie. I, I think it's a great way to get the vote out. I think more countries should adopt this. Of course, Australians love barbecues, and they, you know, what better time than during voting day? Okay, on to Japan! <laughs> on to okay. Japan. Okay, Sheila, this one's for you. The Japanese word chokugambo describes the wish that there were more designer brand shops on a given street. Well, I have that wish all the time, Julie. <laughs> and I just, I didn't know there was a word for it. And say, I that, say that again, Julie. It's Choku Gambo. And if there's anyone of Jap- that speaks Japanese that wants to call in and correct my pronunciation, please do. But I, very interesting that there's a turn. Okay, we don't have time. we got to go on to Sweden. Sweden. Fact out of Sweden. Did you know that one in ten Europeans is allegedly conceived in an Ikea bed? Well, this is Sheila. And all I want to say about that is they definitely were not conceived on the Ikea cozy couch. <laughs> because there's not enough room for two people. If you know what I mean. On the cozy couch. That's what you have in your world headquarters there at home, Sheila. You have quite a few pieces from Ikea. Had it for four years, and there's really, there's not enough room for two. Well, let's go on, Julie. (laughs) Okay, next country. We are going to Germany. Germany, okay. Okay, Okay, here's the question. Have you ever tried, let's say on vacation, have you ever tried to save a beach or a pool chair with a towel? Yes, Uh uh-huh. Yeah, you know that that in in America that's a perfectly accepted practice. Like you want to save a beach chair, you Keep put your towel. towel on. Isn't that the international standard? Oh no, Liz. Oh no. Did you know that in Germany a towel does not legally reserve a chair? <laughs> there is nothing in the German law and perhaps in German culture that stops. German holidaymakers from removing towels left on vacant chairs. Well, that just upsets the entire international system. If everyone else is using the towel system, except for the Germans. But it does explain one of the great mysteries of the universe, really. When you go all over the world, Julie, I'm sure you've seen this in beaches all over the world. I have in, like, Greece or in Thailand, that most of the beach chairs in the world are occupied by German men in Speedo bathing suits and black (laughs) socks and sandals. (laughs) That's the So apparently they have to sit in the chairs all the time because they are not using the towel system. And sometimes they're not even wearing the Speedo, as in Greece, (laughs) just the black socks. Okay, again, it's not against German law. Okay, on to England. We are going to England. Okay, in England, did you know that the average guest at a Buckingham Palace garden party consumes 14 cakes, sandwiches, scones, and ice cream? Oh, but Gwyneth certainly would not eat 14 <laughs> items, would she, Julie, or Mad Dog? Don't they you think don't that's eat, a lot Do of they food? have vegan scones at Buckingham <laughs> no, Palace no. for Gwyneth? Oh, th- these Buckingham Palace garden parties, who goes to? That's like 5,000 people at a time, right? Times I, 14 items? That's, that's a lot of bad cucumber sandwiches. But that is, you, you know, that's pretty aggressive eating. I mean, there you are with the queen at her garden party. Well, you want to chow down, absolutely. They know they're never getting invited back, right? They have one shot at Buckingham Palace. This is it. 
it. They're eating everything they can get. Okay. And now our final stop today on the destination is China. And Ah. only in China could this be possible. Did you know that it is possible for a human to breathe out of their ears? No. Yes. uh, Yes. A 55-year-old Chinese factory worker discovered 20 years ago that air was leaking from his ears. But he didn't see this as a a disadvantage. Some might. Some might. He now can inflate balloons and blow out birthday candles with his ears. That's so gross. That is the ultimate party (laughs) trick. Invite him to your next Buckingham Palace garden party. That's what I would say. Satellite Sister, International Lightning Round. You have gone around the world. Fascinating, Julie. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Leon Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh, what what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good, and the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. Butcher Box gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken 
pork that's raised crate-free and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your butcher box on vacation, which is that's <laughs> nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. First, Sheila, we have our little sister, Leon, somehow made it home from the Rose Parade. Uh, Leon, was there some sort of swift boat involved, some yeah. water rescue on, that got you out of the parade route? I, I got on the Trader Joe's pirate ship, and I rode it home <laughs> from the big parade. <laughs> I, I tell you, my hats are off to all those people in those bands and on those floats that kept waving and smiling and playing their instruments and twirling those flags around because it... It wasn't just raining here. It was like raining and sleeting and windy and gusty. And mm-hmm. they managed to stay in parade form uh, through some really tough conditions. So it was still fun, even though it was wet. Well, you did too, Leanne. Thank you so much for covering that. It's important that we have Satellite Sisters live at the scenes, at these things that are breaking all over the country. We try to be upbeat, don't you we think, We try Sheila? to boost people up and, um, you know, smooth people out. <laughs> now, speak- at least on Mondays. Liz, and speaking of smooth, you have come back with a whole new attitude. You think? Do you have other resolutions that you want to share? Well, I have one sort of overarching goal for the year, Sheila. Oh, we, and- you should tell us because I'm sure it might influence or affect us. So <laughs> it's bound to affect us. Well, Carry you know, on. I, I have frequently been called the bossy sister. And, you know, I think sometimes it's a little unfair, frankly. But whatever. <laughs> I just decided for 2006, I'm just not going to overthink things. Wow. I just Whoa. have to. That's just revolutionary. It's just. Because it's, all you do is think, Liz. That's, that's all I do. Yes. I got I to get another habit, Julie. Got to get some kind of hobby <laughs> other than thinking about stuff. I mean, when I speak about you to other people, I say, my sister Liz is so smart. She has a mind like a steel trap. <laughs> so you're just going to let it sift through now, It's Liz? not a question not of smart, it? Sheila. Liz. It's just things do get trapped in there. It, I, that you is true. ruminate. You are a ruminator, Liz. I am I, a total ruminator, Julie. That is a good... I ruminate about the dumbest things. I ruminate about little things. I ruminate about big things. I can spend all day ruminating. I just And that's not good. I need to but get we've on. Benet- we have benefited from your ruminations, Liz, <laughs> in the past. And we don't want... We, we might need to monitor this new resolution. What do you think, Sheila? I don't know. I don't know if you can go totally the other way, Liz. Maybe try it for 60 days. There's a halfway step and, of and see, no ruminating for 60 days. See how you do for okay. 60 days. Let's write that wow, down on the calendar. Is... I'll come back in 60 days with the rumination report. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Hey, it's Liz with a reminder that, you know, it's really easy to stay in touch with the Satellite Sisterhood on many platforms. 
That's right, Liz. For starters, we have a website, SatelliteSisters.com, where you can listen to all the podcasts. Uh, You also can read our blog posts, which include show notes. And if you want, you can snoop around in our bios and pictures. On Facebook, we have a couple of options. The first is our Facebook page, where we post our news and all of our news shows. You just have to like that page so you get our posts in your feed. And the second option is the Facebook group, a.k.a. the nicest place on the Internet. That's where you can post yourself and interact with everyone in the group. You can share, you can comment, or you can just enjoy the vibe. And that page is private. So things posted in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group cannot be shared outside of the group. To join, you simply search on Satellite Sisters Facebook group and then click to join or follow. You'll get one or two really easy questions to answer. That's just so we can make sure you're a real person and not a bot. And then we approve you. Done. We're also on Instagram, of course. You can follow at Sat Sisters. You'll see our posts there and get alerted to when we go live. And we're trying to go live more. In fact, we've been pretty regular on Fridays lately with a follow-up Friday. Individually, you can also follow us at Leon Dolan, at Satellite Sister Liz, or at Julie Oldest Sister. And finally, don't sleep on good old email. Yes, that's right. We have show email address. If you want to write to us, it's just hello at SatelliteSisters.com. We really do read everything sooner or later. So come on, Satellite Sisters, stay connected.